I became a blogger and I almost got killed for it. Hi, I'm Arena. Two years ago, I made a small discovery for myself. It turns out that I like to watch how others eat. This is called ASMR, which means Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. That is, when a person watches another person's eating and gets pleasure from sounds and pictures. In more detail, on all sorts of channels, including YouTube, entire communities of people shoot videos in the spirit and gather a huge multi-million audience. This is not necessarily food. It can also be solving crosswords, viewing magazines, makeup tutorials, drawing, and much more. When watching a video to your taste, a person gets some pleasant stirring or tingling in the back of the head. Well, or something like that. Goosebumps run over the skin. I personally relax. For this reason, I watch ASMR videos before going to bed. I consider it my anti-stress. It's so cool to watch a beautiful picture with a cute person who carefully laid out food in front of the camera, and all this is accompanied by high-quality sound thanks to a good microphone. I came across this by accident when I was searching for recipes on YouTube, opened the video by accident, and froze. Since then, according to tradition, I relax every day before going to bed. My friends don't really understand me, but that's not a good idea. My boyfriend left me because of this. He said that this oddity doesn't impress him in me. We even fought a few times about it. But how can I explain to a person that this does not have a negative impact on me? Does not spoil me? It does not bring anything bad at all. He thought I was going a little crazy. In short, after some time, I thought, why don't I try to shoot such videos? After spending a few days thinking about the content, I realized that I can not only show how I eat food, but also make a UPS and draw. I made a rough plan. What to shoot on what day, how to dress, what will be in the background, and how often I can make videos. Because I work. When I clearly distributed all this, the first thing I did was go to the store and buy a small camera and a high-quality microphone, delve into the internet, and studied several programs for amateur editing then came up with a nickname and started working. My first video was about ASMR eating. I ordered a pizza, prawns in sauce, favorite baked rolls, placed the camera in the living room, beautifully arranged everything on plates, and started eating. The most difficult thing was not to laugh, to restrain burps and eat beautifully aesthetically. I kept looking at my reflection in the camera and it was confusing, but I told myself I had to tune in. Just do it, baby, I said to myself wiped my mouth with a napkin, and continued shooting. The whole process in normal life takes me about 7 minutes, but here I spent as much as 15 minutes. In parallel with the process, I commented on the taste of my dinner in a whisper. Why not in the voice? Let me remind you that videos are aimed at relaxing a person mainly before going to bed, so the more conditions a blogger creates for relaxation, the more subscribers. The next day, I uploaded the video to YouTube and I got my first subscribers. Hooray! That was a compliment to me. If possible, I shot a video every two days. A day for shooting, a day for editing, and all over again. Only the content changed. Gradually, I got used to eating less like a pig, smiling more, and learning to express emotions with gestures. It helped when your mouth was full of food. The number of subscribers grew. Well, to be honest, it used to seem easy, but in practice, it turned out to be much more difficult. It took me a lot of time, but I liked it, so I didn't think to stop.
When I got the first 10,000 subscribers in Yandex Direct, and the comments were filled with a lot of questions about who I am, what country I'm from, what do I do, whether I have a boyfriend, and so on, I arranged the first Q&A, question and answer, where I tried to please the audience and tell them about myself. I even felt like a star, and I liked it so much. Everyone was interested in everything about me. A year later, the other side of blogging opened up. Since there are even more subscribers, then there are also questions, and, you know, some fake accounts managed to sort of say, get into my underpants. They asked me how many boyfriends I had, what I liked in bed, and if I could come over for tea. When I saw this kind of comments for the first time, I broke into a sweat from horror and fear. Can people really behave like this, and what are the questions? What does this have to do with it? Oh, I tried to answer every one, spent hours trying to shut up my detractors. After that, I got depressed. I stopped making videos for a while, and as if to spite people, some people on the streets began to recognize me. They came up to me and asked me what was wrong, why I was so unfriendly, why I abandoned the channel, and so on. Only my friends supported me. They said that such harsh and unpleasant comments are also a kind of feedback, and I need to learn to accept them. If the criticism is justified, then benefit. If just some schmuck decided to offend you just because he has a lot of complexes, then ignore it, a friend told me. I listened to her. And really, I've put so much time and effort into this channel, why should I leave it? And I continue to shoot ASMR content again. Well, then something happened that I didn't expect at all. Once, when I was returning home after work, there was a strange guy standing at the entrance door. I was weary, but I went inside and quickly pressed the elevator button. Suddenly, someone grabbed me by the hair and dragged me outside, covering my mouth. I tried to struggle, to scream, and I was as scared as I'd ever been in my life. He took me away from home and then told me that he hated people like me, rowing bloggers. I couldn't believe this was happening. Then he took out a small knife and said that he would fix my face so that I could no longer show my face to the camera. I thought that was it. The end. Then someone ran up behind him, hit him on the back of the head, and he lost consciousness. I called the police with shaking hands, and they took him with them. My savior was a guy from the front door. He saw how he was dragging me behind the house and followed us. That goat turned out to be some jerk. He's already been in jail three times because of what he's doing to the female sex. But the first two times, he got off too easily. They put him in jail. And you know, I only later realized that this was my omission. I was telling you what city I live in, and my videos could easily identify the area. That's how he found me. In general, since then I've become much more secretive, and here is my advice to novice bloggers. Tell about yourself only what cannot hurt, but never show the city, street, or house. I think many of us have some strange characteristics that we can't explain to ourselves or to others. Someone eats boogers, someone sits for hours in the toilet, someone likes to sniff gasoline, tear paper, and much more. For example, I like to eat soap. Yes, yes, simple, ordinary, real soap for your hands, face, no matter. I have my own favorite tastes, colors, and firmness, and it started from childhood. By the way, my name is Mia. I have a little sister and a mother. My father was gone and my mother raised us alone. She was often at work, I was at school, and my sister was in kindergarten. 
When I came home from school, I usually had lunch, then sat down for lessons. In the evening, my mother and sister came. The three of us had dinner, bathed, and went to bed. Since I grew up, I bathe alone. I always used soap and a washcloth. I was very attracted to the smell of scented soap. I remember my mother always bought it in bundles and said it was cheaper. We had soap at home with a smell of honey and milk, strawberries, herbs. They were all different shapes, colors, and frothed in different ways. And so, on one of these baths, as I lay in the bathroom and washed my hands, I suddenly began to wonder what soap is made of. How do they make it, and why does it have such a beautiful foam? After a few minutes of reflection, the thought crept into my head. What does it taste like? I've often heard my sister say that she cries every time the soap gets in her eyes. Yes, it is really unpleasant. It stings the eye so that you think it is about to fall out, and when it gets into the mouth, it becomes disgustingly bitter and disgusting. But I do remember that I got foam in my mouth and I properly soaped my hands and licked. Mm. The taste was really a little bit bitter and sour, but interesting, not like anything else. I licked the foam again, and the more I tasted it, the more I liked it. Then I decided to take a bite. This small piece stuck slightly to my teeth. I even had to pull it off with my tongue. It reminded me of toffee candies, but I realized that I liked it. So I ate a little of it and left the bathroom. I knew I shouldn't tell anyone, especially my mother. She'll yell, I thought. The next day, I repeated my dessert. With each bite, I liked it more and more. I couldn't eat much, but one bite was just the thing. It was like an addiction, a soap addiction. Since then, I've tried a lot of different types. Most of all, I like the smell and taste of honey, coconut milk, and chocolate. I also like these products very much. Once, I decided to experiment and tried shampoo and shower gel, but it was not delicious. Then I heard my mother talking to herself in the bathroom. What's wrong with the soap? Why does it end so quickly and why are there teeth marks on it? Mia! Don't you want to tell me anything? My mother asked sternly. I was confused, but there was nowhere to go, so I confessed everything. Just like that, Mom was yelling. She told me to stop the strange habit. What? There's nothing to eat at home but soap? Who eats it at all? She shouted. I didn't understand why it made her so mad. I didn't eat much, just one bite. But then I came up with a plan. I just bought a separate one for myself and hid it in my room. After a shower, I went to bed, and before going to bed, I took a bite and went to bed, savoring a piece. I will say it right away, I did not have a stomachache from it, and I did not go to the toilet with bubbles. Everything was as usual, just like everyone else. Then I grew up and went to university. Since it was located in another city, I had to rent an apartment with my friends, classmates. The three of us lived in a one-room apartment. The area is small, but it helped save money. The girls did not know about my habit, and I also carefully hid this fact from them so that there would be no unnecessary questions and ridicule. Like at home, I went to the shower, took my soap with me, bathed with another, and then bit my own and went back to the room. But one day, we were doing general cleaning and a friend was cleaning the closet. When she reached my shelf, my honey fell out. She picked it up from the floor. At this moment, I screamed, and before I could run up, she asked me why there were teeth marks on the soap. At that moment, I blushed terribly and didn't know what to lie about. Another picked up the subject and began to laugh wildly. What are you doing, eating soap? I was so confused that I could not lie. They began to laugh out loud, clutching their bellies. 
Well, then came a lot of questions. After I told them everything, they didn't believe me for a long time. To be honest, I was joking, but do you really eat it? The girlfriend asked. It was too late to deny it, so I took my soap and took a bite in front of them. What do you feel? They asked. I replied that at such moments, I feel the same as when eating. Everyone has their favorite dishes. When you eat them, you feel pleasure, happiness, bliss. In a word, high. So am I. I'm just getting high. What if I spread it on bread? One asked. And then she made me a nice little sandwich. She cut the soap into thin layers and put it on a piece of rye bread like butter. I took a bite and ate it. I liked it, but without the bread the taste is brighter and more pleasant. While I was chewing, they both stared with their mouths open and were gawking at me. I was very funny and I suggested that they try it. They took a millimeter at a time and ran to the bathroom. They spat so that the whole entrance seemed to hear them. Ugh, it's bitter! It's disgusting! How do you eat it? They both shouted. But no one can understand my preferences, so I kept it a secret. Since that day, on my birthday, every year the girls have given me whole packages of my treats. I didn't even know there were such tastes. Then I began to eat handmade soap. It was a little greasier than usual, but even more delicious. You will probably think that this is nonsense and that this does not happen. But believe me, there are still so many inexplicable habits in the world. Perhaps not everyone is talking about it, but I decided to tell you about this so that you don't think they're alone. But it turns out that my habit has a name, allotriophagy. This is when a person eats inedible things. I found out about it when I got to the hospital. It happened a couple of years later, when I had long been eating not one piece per night, but much more. I didn't have to hide it from the girls now, so I ate whenever I wanted and as much as I wanted. So one day, I felt a sharp attack of pain in my stomach. I thought it made my legs go numb. I was brushing my teeth before going to bed and suddenly doubled over. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't call for help. I was just gulping air like a fish on land. And then I deliberately pushed the shampoo shelf to the floor. The girls came running. They barely broke down the door and saw me almost blue on the floor. The ambulance came for me. At the hospital, when I came to my senses the next day, I was told the name of my addiction and I was warned about its consequences. It almost cost me my life. Since that day, I've been trying to hold back. It was insanely difficult at first, and then the girls came up with something. Now we only have liquid soap in the house.